Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, where each week, Dr. Frank Domino, along with his guests, translates today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. Now, broadcasting from the University of Massachusetts Medical School in Worcester, Mass., your host, Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health, and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult series. You hear on the evening news that saturated fat causes heart disease. But just a few weeks ago, you thought you heard that it was carbohydrates. Before that, it was all types of fat. What is the right answer on fats, and how do we help keep our patients healthy? Joining me today is Susan Feeney, coordinator of the Family Nurse Practitioner Tract at the University of Massachusetts Medical School Graduate School of Nursing. Welcome to the show, Susan. Thanks, Frank. So, Frank, what did the American Heart Association say in this position paper? And what's the be- what does the best evidence say about that? Well, uh, the American Heart Association came out with um, a study published in circulation this year that came to the conclusion that saturated fat was linked to heart disease. And it seems somewhat surprising to me because this was um, not a small paper, and yet they chose to just focus in one area. This was a paper that only included four studies, and uh, it almost gave the sense that the American Heart Association had a predetermined message they wanted to get across because they eliminated a huge number of papers that previously we had considered significant and, and relevant did, so, they, did they give any rationale on why they, well, what they their fa- inclusion was? Th- that's a great question. They found flaws which each, with each of those papers, which previous authors had found, but those same flaws existed in the four they included. And so it, it's hard to tell. Um, and I think that's what's most frustrating is that, yes, there is data that shows saturated fat is related to heart disease, but we're not sure if it's just saturated fat or some of the other components that were included within saturated fat, namely trans fat. Okay. So um, what is saturated fat, and what is the history of fat and sugar's relationship to cardiovascular outcomes? All right. Well, saturated fat is the type of fat we typically associate with with, uh, animal and meat products. It's solid at room temperature, and we have a fair number of data extending back through the 60s that demonstrated patients who ate large quantities of saturated fat had higher rates of heart disease. We also know it raised LDLs Mm -hmm. and associated other things. But what those studies did not determine is how much trans fat was in the saturated fat. Now trans fat occurs naturally in small amounts in meat products and is also solid at room temperature. But back in the 70s, food manufacturers figure out how to use trans fat to make things less likely to spoil on the shelf. And so they began getting placed in all sorts of commonly prepared foods, things we even thought thought of as healthy. And so trans fat is similar and a component of saturated fat, but in, in, in natural states, it only occurs in small amounts. And that's why people with uh, high meat diets, um, as long as they had good compensating mechanisms, didn't have those high rates of heart disease. It's when patients consumed large amounts of trans fat that a problem existed. The opposite or the, the counterpart 
to saturated fat or the unsaturated fats. Right. Or the, uh, and, and we have two types. We have monounsaturated fats. The most commonly used is olive oil. And polyunsaturated fats, which are corn and sunflower oils. These are liquid at room temperature. And we know that those do not increase LDL levels and may even slightly lower LDL levels. And most importantly, do not increase the risk of the inflammation that we now associate with heart disease. So what you're saying too about the trans fats is that because the, some of the data comes is older, it's hard to tease out the difference between those pre those prepared meats, if you will, as opposed to someone who might eat organic meats from a farm that wouldn't be have the trans fats. It, it's the prepared meats, but it's really the other prepared foods. Anything from cereal bars right. to baked goods, baked goods in particular. And what became wonderful is that high trans fat. Um, uh, cooking became very, very popular, and so you couldn't get a French fry, or you couldn't get a piece of chicken commercially available at any restaurant from high-end to your convenience restaurants without it being highly loaded with, right. with trans fat. Now, you asked a question earlier about its relationship to heart, uh, the fat intake and heart disease. Right. So back in the 60s, we now know that there was some data published that implied it was fat, in particular saturated fat, that it led to an increased risk of heart disease. And we now know that data was flawed. And it was actually probably deliberately biased. And what the real criminal wasn't fat, but rather it was carbohydrate, especially simple carbohydrate. That misconception led to the non-fat craze of the 80s and 90s, and is probably very responsible for the current state of the obesity in the United States and, and the world. We focused away from fats and we, we moved far closer to high carbohydrate diet. Right. And, and the associations there are pretty obvious and, and pretty much apparent in our daily practice with one in three adults being obese, one in five to one in six teens or children being obese in the United States. So um, we made a mistake and we allowed it to occur for the last 40 years and now we're trying to push back. And at least there's more and more data that shows um, animal fats, if taken in appropriate uh, amounts in a, high, in a highly diverse diet, um, polyunsaturated and monounsaturated fats used for cooking both correlate with neutral or actually lower risks of heart disease. So with all this in mind, how, would, how should we be encouraging our patients to eat in a, in a realistic way? Well, the, the best data we have is cohort, observational data. Right. Um, and when we compare um, populations that use high-fat diets, like in uh, the, the diets recommended in the Mediterranean diet range, so these are people having large amounts of vegetable oils every day, combined with animal proteins that are high in fat, combined with small amounts of carbohydrate. Um, they do the best, without a doubt. They have lower rates of heart disease, lower rates of cancer. Um, and these are populations that have higher rates of tobacco abuse and alcohol use than we do. So I, I think the focus is having people eat in moderation, increase their unsaturated fats through, for cooking, use oils, use vegetable oils primarily. Um, it's quite okay to use butter and stop using margarine. Um, when you're having proteins, have a variety of proteins, both animal and plant proteins, and um, get adequate fruit and vegetable intake in your diet. It's, it should be at least half your 
plate on any given meal should come from vegetable and fruits. Um, those are probably the key, key players in how we should counsel patients. So um, when your patient comes in, and we try to explain this to the patient, um, I think what you're saying is give them some ad advice and examples on, on different types of good fats, avoiding the, the trans fats, and limiting simple carbohydrates. I think, I think that's really it, and I think most of the data supports that. There were two systematic reviews in 2015 that looked at fat, saturated fat, and heart disease. One published in the British Medical Journal that found no association, and one, a Cochrane review, found a small reduction in cardiovascular events by avoiding saturated fat, but no effect on cardiovascular mortality or all-cause mortality. And the authors said, we can't rule out that some of the studies have this, this cardiovascular finding because of trans fat. So I think you're right. Avoiding trans fat, eat a, eat a broad Mediterranean diet, make sure you get adequate exposure to fat, especially polyunsaturated fat. And, and, uh, and, and I think you'll see that most cardiovascular outcomes that we're concerned about go down. Great. Well, this is very helpful. Thank you, Frank. Sure. Thank you. Thank you, Susan. Practice pointer. Saturated fat in its natural state is unlikely to increase the risk of cardiovascular outcomes. Avoid trans fat. Use polyunsaturated fats like olive oil. And remember that we as clinicians need to be educated consumers of the medical literature. Join us next week when we talk about e-cigarettes and vaping and your teenager. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. For more information about the article referenced in today's episode, look under the resources section of the episode landing page. Need help reaching your CME credit goal this year? If so, please browse the more than 300 free CME accredited activities now available on PrimeMed.com. We want to keep making this podcast better with every episode, so we need your feedback. Tell us what you think by submitting your feedback via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or log into PrimeMed.com and submit your feedback at the bottom of the episode landing page. Thank you again for listening.